everybody, and welcome to episode 435 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're getting ready to get back out there at an oh, FNM yeah. or you're content to sit at home and continue playing on Arena, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we've got a smorgasbord of goodness for you. That's right. There's just, you know, there's previews happening. Oh, yeah. For the next Modern Horizons set. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Even if you're like, what is Modern Horizons? What is modern? Which is kind of honestly how I think about it Great after question. not playing it for so long. Yes. Thanks to the pandemic. But like the previews have been really sweet. Yeah. And it just seems like a fun format. Like if you're into yeah. playing like fun, juicy formats. This is this is going to be for you. And for a lot of people, this might be the first opportunity you have to go to your local game store and play in a pre-release. That's right. So, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll start talking what's happening there. I'll get you caught up on a little bit of the story of one of the characters that we know is in yes. Modern Horizons, Dakin Blackblade. Oh, I love that name, Dakin Blackblade. It's a great name. And get you uh, the next episode of the magic story in Strixhaven. Great. So. Megan, when you do your story, every time you say Dakin Blackblade, can I say Dakin Blackblade right after you? Yeah. Great. I'll just... Really keep track of how much I say it. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll keep we'll keep count and see if we can uh, get that count up high. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we're also going to talk a little bit about um, draft from Strixhaven, the draft challenge. Yeah, because you just played in that. I just played in it. Uh, Maria won't tell me who she played in the last <laughs> round, so we're going to finally find out. I told Megan, I told her the story up to the point of who I played, and I just want to reveal it live on the podcast. I'm very excited to know. Because it was such a fun event, and I'm really happy they put the event up. Um, um, just like the arena sealed opens, the draft challenge was so much fun. Yeah. And the prizes were really good, I thought. Like, if you got one win, you got a draft. That's pretty sick. You know? So, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, all of that and more coming up on this episode of Good Luck High Five. But before we do any of that, number one thing we're going to do right here is to thank everybody who donated to our Doctors Without Borders fundraiser. Yes. Thank you all so, so much. We raised $38,000, $38, which is absolutely incredible. Totally blew us wow. away. Yeah, um, we did the drawing for that yesterday. So uh, those of you who won some amazing, cool prizes from Allison, you're going to be getting those soon. Yay! Very exciting. Yes. Um, w way more than I ever expected to raise. Absolutely. So congratulations to all of you. You all pulled together and you did it and you raised money for an amazing cause to help out people who really, really needed it. And uh, just give yourself a pat in the back, yeah. you know, because We're proud you did of a you. great thing. We hope you're proud of you. Yeah. We had a yeah. good time doing it, too. So thank you once again, everyone who donated. Um, what, a, what a great time. And an update, too. On last weekend, we had our very first patron-only tournament. That's right. We had the historic Brawl Bash. It was so great. And it was such a good time. As many people pointed out, one of the highlights of it was just hanging out in the Discord, yeah. chatting while the tournament was going on. We had six rounds. We have prizes. We're giving prizes out to the top three. Yay! Um, and then the six people who played Maria. Yep. And then I also made prizes for the person with the best deck name. Oh, great. Goes great out prize. to the Gate Gatsby. <laughs> a um, gate deck. I love it. A play of the tournament and a deck that everyone just wanted to talk about because it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, great prizes. It, it was such a fun time. Yes. Uh, everyone was like, oh, just so nice and wonderful. And you know, <laughs> sometimes going to magic tournaments or even sometimes sadly FNM, you're like, not everybody in this room is great. <laughs> But everyone in this Discord room was great. great. So we are doing the next one Yay! on 
19th. It is going to be 100 card standard. Yes, let's go. That's right. So it's not singleton. It's just 100 card standard. Yep. And uh, we're super excited. So if you want to get in on the next one, make sure that you're a patron just before the 18th. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited for everyone to play in this tournament. It was a great time. Got to talk to so many people in the Discord. It was just like a fun afternoon hanging out, playing magic with great people, which is like the, it was like the ideal form of a magic tournament, yeah, you know? It truly was. In the dreams you dream about the perfect magic tournament, this was it. Um, yeah. So yeah, become a patron over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. You'll get in, you'll be able to play. Thank you so much to these people who became patrons in the past week. Madeline Sunny, Flo Josh, Mary Ellen, Gavin, Richard, Roger, and I can't believe this, other Gavin. This is unbelievable. Three <laughs> weeks in a row. Cannot believe it. And this time it was Gavin. Of all, like, of all of the names that you think are going to be duplicated, Gavin's probably not to- like top of the list. Because we had... You don't meet tons of Gavins. Christopher, other Christopher, Chris, other Chris, and now we have Gavin and other Christian Gavin. Christian and other Christian. Oh, Christian, other Christian. Which was also a strange one. Uh, can this happen every week? I don't know, but only if people become new patrons. You you make it possible, patrons. You make it possible <laughs> for us to be very surprised by Gavin and other Gavin. Please Thank have you. you and your name twin become patrons before <laughs> next episode because we want to talk about you. Um, yes. Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah, just five bucks a month gets you access to our Discord, a squirrel member level membership, and it's just it helps our show and all of the content we we create exist for you so yeah. thank you everybody and please consider coming a member and donating if you haven't so done so yet thank you also to our sponsor card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash glhf magic an awesome place to go for any of your magic needs maybe you're looking at battling some of those sweet new commander decks yes that are coming out maybe you're just excited to get your hands on a box of modern horizons 2 and draft it with your friends either way they're your top spot to go for those things yeah we played some of these commander decks from Strixhaven last week last week it's on our YouTube channel yeah Wow, those decks were fun. They were super fun. Oh, they're such a blast. And we love the fact that Card Kingdom not only helps with this show, but they give us stuff so that we can make all that kind of content yeah, for you. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check them out. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. All right, Maria, first up, you need to hit us with those hot draft challenge deets. Yeah, so um, hello, the draft challenge. Um, if you played in it, what a fun event. Yeah, um, it was a great time. You get to draft with human beings, and then you play best of three matches, and if you get to six wins, you get 20 packs and like, Whew. I don't know, like four draft tokens or something like that. I Wild. can't remember. but So many. It was so fun, and I drafted this deck that Megan has pulled up on her computer. We'll put it, it on is- the video. It is wild. It is one of the best drafts I've ever drafted. This deck is absurd. So I drafted Quandrix. Yes. And let's just say it has it all. (laughs) It it really does. It slices, it dices. Yeah, there's the rares alone. Dragon's Guard Elite. Quandrix Command? Quandrix Command. Augmenter Pugilist? Augmenter Pugilist. Pugilist. Yeah. Wow. And also Mythic Rare in... What's her uh, name? Kazmina. Yeah. That's right. Kazmina Enigma Sage yeah. is here. So, you know, Whew. we like to pack the rares into this deck. Yeah, man. But it was just so wonderful. The curve was low. I had two Quandrix cultivators to help find lands and just block for days. Wild. Two serpentine curves and Aether Helix. Ooh, love me an Aether Helix. You love Needlethorn Drake. Had two of those. Yep. Love a Needlethorn Drake. Basically, this deck was so, so fun. It, I felt inevitable. You ever have one of those drafts? Yeah, you know? you're like, I'm just going to win everything. You just sit down and you're like, can't lose. 
games. Yep. It's the best feeling in the world. And this was one of those decks. Yeah. A fun way that I won on more than one occasion was with Vortex Runner. And it was unblockable because I had eight or more lands. And then I just did the backside of Augmenter Pugilist. Where you just make everything a Vortex Runner. Everything was a Vortex Runner. It's all unblockable, GG. Great. Yeah, it was so fun. What a blast. So in round, I want to say to get to my fifth win, I... You know, you'll you you just like don't always look at the name of your opponent, no, you right? Don't. You're just kind of like playing. But uh, they said hello, and I was like, oh, not everyone says hello to me. So I looked up in the left hand, top left hand corner. Megan, who do you think it was? I already tried to guess. Yelger, you're trying to guess Yelger. I was trying to guess Yelger Vigersma because you played him many yeah, times before. And he always just destroys me. Yes, no. So I thought you were going to get your sweet revenge. Well, that would have been great. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a, this is a, another Hall of Famer, Megan. Who? <laughs> None other than... Luis Scott Vargas. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was. I looked up and I was like, "Has ever the blood in your veins turned to ice?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. This was one of those occasions, you know. How uh, how did it go? <sighs> well, so I said hello back, you know, because we have to be friendly. Yeah. But I was like, I'm so <laughs> I'm so confident in this deck. I'm so confident, but I'm playing like maybe one of the best players of all time. No, not maybe, but one of the best players of all time. Okay. Calm down, Marie. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Yeah. The good news was, I think that he was, he got a little stuck on mana and then didn't have much to do. And my deck can't really get stuck on mana because of the cards that are in it, because yeah. of the the cultivator and um, various other ways to fix my, my mana field trip in here and stuff. Yeah. And so I kind of put pressure on early and I did just did not stop applying pressure the entire game, which is also how I like to play. So that fit with my play style. But I could tell it was him, not only because he said hello and the name was LSV, but because of the plays that this person was making were like, three levels above my pay grade. <laughs> you know, even though I was beating him, I was sitting there like, wow, that was a pretty good play. <laughs> you know, like, like he was doing everything in his power to stop me from winning in yeah. really cool and unique ways. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's really neat. Um, and then second game, he got mana screwed. <laughs> well, all right. But you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So, I, yeah, if you've ever at home played against somebody, um, it's just like such a thrill. Yeah. And it was so cool. So we got, to, we got to the six wins and got the prize. Also, Maria, I have to call you out for doing something that, to be fair, we have not talked about. Oh. But I feel like has become mandatory in Strixhaven Draft. You have to screenshot including your lessons. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know I tried, but I just couldn't figure I feel like it out. I've seen people drag them on the other side of their lands. Like, oh, you put them down here you can just and drag them in. Yeah, just put them like, in the main deck and take a photo. I didn't really have any lessons to oh, answer the enough. question. I had, uh, what, oh, the one that makes a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. The end. That was the only one I had. But it's still just important to know. Yeah. And so, now now you know. If you're screenshotting your Strixhaven draft decks, remember, include your Drag lessons. Drag in your lessons. Because it's so important. Yes, lessons very important, although not in this deck for some reason. Yeah. You know what? Not all the time. But um, my deck sh- certainly Great. had a lot of rares, but I also saw people screenshot um, their six wins with no rares. Yeah. So that's one of the other beauties Pretty of Strixhaven, cool. you know? Yeah, man. So yeah, great event. Hopefully they run it back. I loved it just like I love the arena opens. Um, Keep the limited common arena. That's all I have to say. Modern Horizons 2. It's on its way. Yeah, we've seen seen the first preview cards from this Mm -hmm. set. 
Um, it looks pretty spicy so yeah. far. Like the, the cards seem very interesting and cool. And what we're going to do today is go over, you know, some of the new cards that we've seen, but also what did they decide to focus on on Modern Horizons 2? Yeah. So you know what to expect moving forward as the previews come out. Our previews on the 29th, everybody. Ooh. So get ready for that. Exciting. But um, yeah, let's do big picture. Modern Horizons 2, what is it? Uh, all right, Maria, it's a set. Very good. <laughs> It's a Magic the Gathering set. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yes. Um. So so this is a set of cards that are going directly into the modern format. Yep. But it is also made to be highly draftable. Yeah. It is meant to be a set that you can go and have like a super high level cool, weird, just wild draft experience yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. And R&D doesn't have to worry about the impact these cards are going to have in standard and anything yes. like that because they all just go into modern. And Modern Horizons 1 was so fun to play. Um, really, really cool. Like Megan said, excellent draft format. Mm -hmm. So if you're a draft fiend, these sets are great because they do things that you, they can't normally do yeah. in their sets because they raise the complexity level because this is a supplemental product. Yes. So, um, And one of the very cool things that we talked about back when we were talking about the process of them making call time, we yeah. had an episode about that, that we found out when we were researching that that a ton of stuff made it into call time because it had been successful in modern Horizons yes. in a way that they had not yes. anticipated. They were super worried about doing snow again. That's right. Because they were like, it just wasn't successful the first time it was around. But then Modern Horizons came and it was we an loved awesome it. draft we archetype loved it. in Modern Horizons. Yeah. And then they were like, never mind. We can totally do it. And then call time. Hello, snow. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe and we'll it was see the super same thing cool. happen here with Modern Horizons too. Yeah. Like, what are, what are the things that maybe we will see in this that. They were, they're like, they're just dipping their toe in to see how it is. Okay, so the broad strokes of what they were looking for to accomplish here in Modern Horizons 2 mm -hmm. was number one, nostalgia, of course. Yes. These sets are made for more enfranchised, quote-unquote, players who've been playing for a long time, who mm -hmm. play modern, because these cards are going straight into modern, and they want to have them, give them a little present, like, yes. oh, you're going to have reprints from your past, or these yeah. cards are going to remind you of something. So it's nostalgia factor very high here. Yes. But that doesn't mean that if you're not one of those players, because we certainly aren't, nope. that you can't have an awesome time with it. Exactly. It's a, sometimes if you're not a player who was around then, it's a cool way to learn about the past. Yeah, that's a good without, point. Without, like, what are you going to do to read about it? Okay, I will, but <laughs> what, I get that not everybody's about that life. Gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shut up. Libraries are my favorite place on earth. Literally. Or state parks. Can't pick. What if it was a library inside a state park? Maria, don't even. Don't just saying. even <laughs> the tree. You open the trees and the books are in there. Ah, that would, it's my dream. Wouldn't that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be really cool. We're describing my dream house. <laughs> A tree with books in. Yeah. Megan's house. Um, all right. The next thing is higher complexity, which we had mentioned. Like you said, they don't have to worry about way powerful cards busting up standard. Yeah. Because that happens Which, of enough course, with regular sets of my right? Standard is their precious baby, right? Yes. So that's the one they really don't want to muck around with. In modern, yes. they're a little bit more loose. They're like, we'll, we'll throw some chum in the water and see what sharks bite. Yeah. 
What shark typhoons bite? Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, weirder draft archetypes. I love this point because yes. they say now in a normal set, they have to make sure that you can draft black, white or whatever. And even if you're not a super accomplished drafter, you can put together a cohesive deck because you're able to kind of understand it and play yes. it and have it still be fun. They don't necessarily have to worry about that in Modern Horizons. They can just yeah. let you off the leash and be like, do whatever you want, doggy. Here it is. Here it's a, it is. It's a dog park full it's of cards. It's a dog park and every Every card does something weird. So yes. it rewards super creative thinking when you're deck building um, and allows you to kind of go off the rails yeah. a little bit. They're like you can it it needs you to have like a little bit more complex understanding of like synergies between cards or like themes in a deck. Yeah. And I just think that that's really cool. Maybe you don't feel like you are super strong at those things, but it's OK. Like jump in and like it's a it's the best way to learn it. Absolutely. By just getting some hands-on practice with it. Honestly, like this, I've heard this so much recently. It's like, if you're scared about doing something, but you want to do it, the remedy is to do it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a little hard. You're going to feel like a squiggly line. Yeah. But soon you'll feel like a circle. And Maria, I can think back to like, we recently did our Time Spiral remastered half box sealed yeah. where we each played against each other. Yeah. And I got to build a Thalid deck, yeah. which I love. And the reason why I understand like how to make a deck that's about literally a full swarm of like 20 creatures happening is because way, 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 yep. way back um, with the first Modern, Modern Masters. Masters set. Yep. It's super cool. Yeah. Learn lessons now, put them into practice even later. Um, this set also, of course, goes without saying it was built to maximize additions to modern. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say it goes without saying because actually Modern Horizons 1 here, we learn in this article, it wasn't, he says, not into well into vision design that it was decided that these cards would go straight into modern. Wow. I don't that's know wild. what they were and thinking. And so now they have like more of a, they, yes. as they look at these cards, they're like, okay, we can be a little bit more intentional about maybe if we want to twist modern a little bit. Exactly. Or like, oh, I'm specifically designing this for modern. Yeah. Not for question mark. Um, they also say this one has more space to make use of legendary creatures. Yes, because before with the original Modern Horizons, they also had Commander Legends coming out at the same time. Yeah. And so that's that design space was a little clogged, and now it's a little bit more free and open. Yeah. The plumber's been called. So hopefully we can find some cool Commander cards <laughs> hidden, nestled inside com uh, Modern Horizons 2. That was my sound effect of unclogging a drain. That was You nailed it. Thank you. I just sold it to a sound effects company. <laughs> Wait a second. I made that noise. Oh, you're going to need a royalty. Oh, perfect. Point zero 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 five cents every time we get a download. Well, do you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> People need that sound more than you think. <laughs> I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> Third, they could lean a little heavier into multicolor. Yeah, same reason. Yep. So they say, you know, without Commander Legends also in the same space around the same time frame, they're a little bit more like, all right, let's play with this. Yeah, and they get to play around with more mechanics, too. So let's talk about those mechanics. What are we going to see in Modern Horizons 2? Ooh, I'm so excited with this one. Madness. Madness. I love madness. Madness is a really cool mechanic. Uh, so madness is a card has a madness cost, and it means that if you discard it for any reason, 
Um, you can pay its madness cost and cast the spell. Now, when we say any reason, you've got to be able to do it. I mean, you've it. got to do You can't just be like, I would like to choose to discard this card for no reason. Not a thing. But if you have like a thrill of possibility. Right. Well, you got to discard a card. As an additional if cost. you have eight cards in your hand and you're moving to discard in your end Exactly. Step, that counts. If your opponent accidentally punches you and makes you discard a card with madness and madness. you can pay for it. You can do it. You can madness. Yes. Yeah, very, very excited to see madness. What a unique mechanic. Um, it's really cool. We saw it a lot in Innistrad, so yeah. welcome back. Um, we also have plus one, plus one counters. Yeah. You know um, what? All right. Classic. Put stuff on it. And what, you know, the, what I imagine to be the world of plus one, plus one counters is going to be relevant to something coming up we're going to talk about later on with oh, Modern Horizons 2. Interesting. Reanimator. Ooh, that's right. I'm excited for Reanimator. Same. So it's just, you know, yank something out of the graveyard and slap it onto the battlefield, man. They say reanimation is a theme that's hard to pull off as a limited theme in most sets. So it seemed like a golden opportunity to do so in MH2. Pretty cool. Ooh, oh, and excited. we also, we haven't really talked about, so they say madness is kind of like in the black red deck archetype. Okay. Plus one, plus one counters is in green, white. Um, classic. Classic. Reanimator is in white, white black. and black. Okay. Uh, and they said, obviously, multicolored cards. Yep. Reprints, of course. Yep. And Sweet. a planeswalker that we are finally seeing as a planeswalker. Yes. A, a friend from the old times. This is Dak and Blackblade. Dak and Blackblade. <laughs> um, so, Got there. So uh, he was a legendary creature back in Legends, but he is also a planeswalker. Uh I think is currently a planeswalker. Okay. Even, I read all the story about him and now I'm not even sure if he is currently a planeswalker. <laughs> sure. We'll say, he, I or mean, maybe he did. Maybe if he's com- like, if he's coming out in this, he is a planeswalker. That's true. He is a planeswalker here. Yeah. Um, is he currently alive in a walker? I don't know about that. Like okay. in, you know, in like the contemporary timeline, what timeline are we in? We're talking, I'm talking about like where we are right now on, on Strixhaven. At Strixhaven. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Time, time's not real. Yes, it's no, fine. It, it's not. It's fine. But yeah, we're we're seeing Dak and Blackblade. Um, this was Dak and Blackblade. One of the uh, per- people who worked on the set loved Dak and Blackblade. Dak and Blackblade, and wanted <laughs> to give them a home in this set, so they did. Let's talk about the, their card though, because it is a cool card. Oh yes. Um, it is a planeswalker with loyalty zero. Yeah. Have you ever seen or heard of this in your life? Loyalty zero. No. Well, well, Dakin, maybe Blackblade, Dakin, Blackblade uh, has it. Uh, yes, this is Dakin Shadow Slayer. Nice. Um, loyalty zero, white, blue, black. Uh, Dakin Shadow Slayer enters the battlefield with a number of loyalty counters on him equal to the number of lands you control. That's cool. So you just cast him on three, which is pretty sweet. And like and three loyalty is not bad for a three mana planeswalker. Plus, if you cast it on six or whatever, you get six loyalty and you, you can, can just Im- ultimate. ultimate. Really sick. Um, plus one, surveil two. Minus three, exile target creature. Minus six, you may put an artifact card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. So there's a little hint at the reanimation um, that we yeah. was mentioned in white black. I think this card is awesome. It is super cool. I love the design space. Yeah. Um, I, yes. And I think, like you said, I hadn't even, I had mostly been thinking about like how early you can cast it, but you're right. Like I wasn't even thinking about like casting it late. How late can you cast it? You can cast it so late. Yeah. I love that. Very and have, flexible. And have a super 
like high loyalty planeswalker, which yeah, is super for th- cool for three dollars. Yeah. So this Maria. was what I was alluding to. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to what I assume is the part that is making you like absolutely crazy. Yes. I love uh, this set for this reason. Me and Mark Rosewater have been best friends for a long time. Uh, just kidding. But we have been best friends about this one thing, which is yes. putting more squirrels in Black Border. Yes. You have both agreed. Yeah. Put them in Black Border. Put them in. We need more squirrels. It's a whole story. I've talked about on the show before about why squirrels are more of a thing in magic. Mm-hmm. It's a whole crusade that Mark Rosewater has been on, though, to make it happen. And here we see his dream realized. Squirrels yeah. are a draftable tribal theme in Modern Horizons 2. Congratulations. Hold for applause. <laughs> Uh, I'm so excited. The cards that he previewed in his article on Daily MTG are so incredible. I'm, uh, yes. I can't keep it in. Squirrel Mob. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll talk about them. Squirrel Mob, one green green for a 2-2 two, two, gets plus one plus one for each other squirrel on the battlefield. This is a reprint and it's great. Uh, squirrel Sanctuary. Ah! Green for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one green squirrel creature token. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, you may pay one. If you do, return Squirrel Sanctuary to its owner's hand. Make another squirrel! Um, ravenous Squirrel, He's which is a hybrid green-black and is feeding a snake to a dead person inside a tree. <laughs> You see, look at the hand inside the tree. I think the squirrel killed that person and put him in the tree like the rest of their little nuts. Oh, yeah. So this squirrel has a cachet of goods in a tree trunk, including apples and then a snake and a whole person. Great. Which it's going to eat for winter. Good job, buddy. Um, It's a 1-1. Whenever you sacrifice an artifact or creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on ravenous squirrel. One black green, sacrifice an artifact or creature. You gain one life and draw a card. Love it. Great card. Great card. Squirrel sovereign. Uh, Squirrel sovereign. I can't handle squirrel sovereign. One and a green. Two, two. Other (laughs) squirrels you control get plus one, plus one. And last but not least, the mythic squirrel of them all. <sighs> Chatterfang, squirrel general. So we have a legendary squirrel here, everybody. You know what that means. Maria's co- commander deck is coming together. <laughs> it's coming together. Yeah. We needed this. Two and a green for a 3-3 three, three forest walk. <laughs> if one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens plus that many 1-1 one, one green squirrel <laughs> creature tokens are created instead. Black, sacrifice X squirrels. Target creature gets plus X minus X until end of turn. Thank you, Jetterfang. Thank you. <gasps> Maria, squirrels, kind of spooky in this set. They actually are, yeah. yeah. I mean, they will put you into their tree hole, your dead body. Yeah, um, they will put your dead body into a tree to have for winter. They will feast on your remains. Their squirrel fat will have been your fat that they ate and turned into their fat. You That's know what I mean? Really graphic. <laughs> This is a show for children. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited by these squirrels. Yeah. Uh, they wanted something that was fun and um, kind of like a little weird. They were like, should it be elves? And they're like, no, that's too normal. We, elves are so normal. And elves magic. are everywhere. Elves are so normal. Like Elves are so basic. Elves are basic. Give me a squirrel. Hello. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, very excited. And knowing that it's a supported archetype is even better yes. than knowing that it's got like these five cards amongst oh. others here. This ravenous squirrel art just cracks me up. It's very funny. Because it's just so little. It's just like a little squirrel in its tree, but it is. It's murderous. It's murderous. Yeah. So excited. Um, 
<laughs> Squirrel Sovereign is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes, it is super. Very cute card. Super cute. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, Modern Horizons 2, already an A++ in my book. Yeah. And we haven't even got so far um, <laughs> with the previews and everything. Yeah. Um, lots of really powerful stuff. Um, and squirrels, what more do you want? What more do you want? <laughs> All right, Maria, do you want to know more about Dak and Blackblade? Dak and Blackblade, yes. All right, I'm going to try and, like, be coherent about this story because it's old magic story, which means that it, it's there's, just like... totally weird. It's so weird. Great. It's so weird. I'm here for this. Okay. I'm going to imagine Keanu Reeves playing this character continue. Oh, man, that would be great. You know what? I really stand Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know who I also stand now? Who? A basketball player named Giannis Antetokounmpo. What a who name. I now know, right? Um, Greek. He plays for the... Is he the one called the Greek Freak? He is the Greek Freak. Yeah. Maria, I just... I, yesterday, I literally spent 20 minutes watching highlights of his best plays. <laughs> Great basketball player. Now, Megan, if I didn't know you were a magic player and you told me that, I would know you're a magic player. <laughs> <So>. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, magic players love basketball. That's true. That's true. They this do. It's very funny um, crossover. It's just wild. There are times when you see him make a shot and it looks like his feet started outside the paint. Wow. Like, he's so tall and his arms are so long. How tall is he? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to imagine nine feet. Anyways, it's great stuff. If you're looking to watch some basketball highlights, <laughs> highly recommend just going to YouTube and starting to type in its name. It'll know what you're talking about. Megan's new basketball podcast. My new basketball podcast called I Know Nothing About Basketball, but let's watch some highlights. Hey, you know, I think people would watch, listen to that. Honestly, because I love watching basketball highlights. You're like, do you want to watch the game though? That's my question for you. Um, I would watch a full game, <laughs> like lightly, like recreationally. Like, like I wouldn't pay the attention background. the whole time. Exactly. Okay. But like, give me, give me a dunk compilation. I am in. <laughs> Coming up next from Good Luck High Five podcast series, Megan's. I don't know anything about basketball, but let's watch some clips. <laughs> Come into a podcast near you. Oh, oh man. All right. Anyway, I'm not kidding. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about Keanu Reeves. Before yes. that, we were talking about Black and Black. Black and Black. That's how we got here. Yep. Okay, so apparently once upon a time, Dakin was just a normal human, uh, and he was a, a master blacksmith. Oh. And so this planeswalker called Gaedrone Dehada came and was like, hey, I'll make you a planeswalker if you make me the most powerful blade ever, the Black Blade. Oh. And so Dakin was like, Yes. Okay. And so this planeswalker, she was like, okay, these here are sorceries so that you can make this sword a, cold, a quote unquote soul drinker, mm. um, which is a blade capable of stealing the energies of those that it kills. Look, if you're not, if you're not going to have a soul drinker, I don't know what kind of blade you're buying. Exactly. Um, so this is a straight up Highlander blade. Yes. So Dakin apparently worked on this every day for 10 years. <gasps> Every day, and Maria, every single day, he, every time he heated it, he then cooled it by killing somebody with it. Wow. Right? Even from the first day? Yeah. Day Apparently, one. Apparently, he was like, he, you, got, you know, you get it all hot, and then you hammer it, and then you have to cool it, and he just... Did he just have a bunch of poor, poor interns, or he's like, yes, hold on, I gotta Maria. cool this down. Shrink. Yes, that is what happened. <laughs> 
Wow, this this person's brutal. Um, yeah, right, Dakin. Wow, I thought you were gonna say he shed a single tear on it to cool it down. No, no, straight up, straight up, cooled with blood. Yes, that sounds like a metal band. Uh, And so he finishes it, and he's like, "Obviously, I gotta try this thing." Um, So he (laughs) goes, "Hasn't he been trying it every day for ten years?" Arguably, yes. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. So he uh, he went into a battle and he killed a bunch of people and people were like, oh yeah, that's Dak and Blackblade now. That's what they started calling him. Dak and Blackblade. Um, and so Dahada came back and she was like, okay, give me my sword and I'll make you a planeswalker. Be- but apparently, obviously, you can't just make someone without a spark a planeswalker. Yeah. But she had sensed that he had a spark from the beginning. Oh, I was so gonna say like a vampire him. situation. She's not even really doing anything. No. She's just like, you already have one. Okay. Um. Anyways, so she did make him a, a planeswalker, but then she immediately stabbed his shadow, which took his soul. I don't know. <laughs> Makes sense. But he didn't, have a, he didn't have a shadow anymore. Um, and he didn't have a soul either. He was just a, uh, he was just like a husk, a husk. I guess. And Dakin was like, why would you make me so powerful and and then be my enemy? But, you know, Dahada, I guess, wasn't uh, really a person who played I mean, fair point. Fair point. Okay. So later on, Dahada starts a war on this place called Corridor, um, And then... So there's someone there. She's like, there's like a a boy in a dungeon, <coughs> and his name is Jace. Karth, or that, boy Karth. Was Jace. No, that boy was Jace. Right. <laughs> um. Anyways, so Dakin. Uh, let's see. Oh wait, that's right. So this this kid is like. I know that Dakin is the powerful enemy of the person who has imprisoned me. So he like bound himself to Dakin. So Dakin couldn't planeswalk away and oh. had to help him escape and defeat Dahada. Smart kid. And Dakin was like, I'm just going to kill you. That's how I'll get out of being bound. But oh. for some reason, he couldn't. But then he was like, your enemy's Dahada. My enemy is also Dahada. Let's go get her. Nice. Um. So anyways, then she sends some elder dragons to try and kill him, Dahada sends Elder Dragons um, to attack Dakin. And, uh, yeah, Dakin gets the Black Blade back. This is so many words. Dakin gets, gets the Black, Black Blade, Blade back. back. <laughs> I can't say it. Exactly. <laughs> and kills the two Elder Dragons. But that's what Dahada wanted all along because she is a good planner. So she had, like, oh, constructed this twist. whole thing so that Dakin would come and kill these two elder dragons and she could absorb their souls. Oh, smart. And then become a giant demon. Wow. This is um, goals, you know. Yes. But he then did get his soul back. How? I don't know. Maybe because he had the black blade back. Oh, sure. So she then after all this, she just gives him the sword? No. At some point during the battle with the dragons, the Karth, the boy who was... He was like bound to him. Yeah. Stole it back. Oh, okay. Okay. So you know the, the Black Blade if you play Dominaria because it's in that set. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. And so, yeah. Um, you know, like some people from a cabal found it and then they pretended like it, like Belzenlock had made it because we all know Belzenlock, big yeah. bad demon. Demon. And he was like, it'll make me seem cooler if I made the Black Blade. <laughs> and so they're like, he made it. Oh, uh, bells and locks. But then later on, Gideon got it and he tried to attack, you know, he tried to oh, yeah, kill Nicole Bolas right. with it. But apparently, at some point, after Dakin had killed those two other dragons with the Black Blade, yeah. Nicole Bolas had enchanted it so it couldn't kill any other elder dragons, which is why it did not kill him. Oh, so close. I know. So, 
That's what we know about Dak and Blackblade. Wow. Don't know where he is these days. I think maybe just on, you know. Chilling in a national park. Yeah, exactly. Library. Now just, I feel just out somewhere. a connection. Maybe Corridor still, <laughs> where he killed those dragons. Are the core from Corridor? No, no, they're from Zendikar. But uh, now I feel a connection to Mr. Blackblade. Yeah, now you know That's he's great. a bad dude. I like, mean, he seriously. was a bad dude. And then there's like some nebulous area where he was fighting someone else who was also bad. So was anybody good? I don't know. Was anybody bad? Definitely some people. I mean, can you ever truly overcome 10 years of daily murder? (laughs) (laughs) Maria? Really good question. (laughs) That's that's what Dakin fans have to live with. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And speaking of overcoming uh, your past, you know, bad... 10 years of daily murder. 10 years of daily murder. We can talk about the Strixhaven story. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Now I'm very intrigued. Um, Anyways. So, yeah. We only... Obviously, we only know... um, Dak and Blackblade from his one other card incarnation. Yes. Dak and Blackblade. <laughs> Dak and Blackblade. Two white, blue, blue, black. His power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Makes sense. I see the Which theme. Is why, yeah, it's cool to see the echo in That's the card, awesome. card as a planeswalker. Wow. Um, anyways, there you go. Dak and Blackblade. Dak and Blackblade. <laughs> Maria, are you ready for some Strixhaven story? Yeah, I'm, I feel like I got all tucked in and drank yeah. my milk, my midnight milkshake, and now I'm ready for story time the part two. Midnight milkshake? You don't get heartburn from that? <laughs> You're not up until three in the morning staring at the ceiling while your feet do little bicycles under the covers. Yes. Yeah. Look, I, I had to give up eating ice cream at night because it made me my stomach feel so bad the next day. Oh, really? Yes. Are you lactose intolerant? I don't know. Oh, no. I am going to try buying non-dairy ice cream yeah. and see if I can eat that. Or just lactate-free. Yeah. But the last time that I, I like, love eating ice cream, and I love eating it at night. And then the last time I had some Ben & Jerry's, every single day the next morning, I woke up and I was like, why do I feel like barf? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh. Well, um, this is not a medical yes. podcast. Um, this is but- not a medical podcast. Strixhaven story. Yes, yeah, so this is episode two. Last time we talked about, you know, Will and Rowan arriving yeah. and Luca getting captured by the Auric, but he meant to do it on purpose for some reason, and Liliana being here, um, and Liliana being like, something bad's going on, why are none of the professors paying attention? Yeah. Okay, so uh, we start off, this one is also kind of like that, where it has a bunch of like little stories woven together. Great. Um, we hear from Tavor, who is the Auric, who Liliana saw in the Biblioplex, stealing books. Skittering around. Yes. And we just know that all, he's just spooked about going back and seeing Extus, who's like one of the Auric big bads. Oh, yeah. Um, because he didn't steal the books he was supposed to. And Aww. Extus is going to be mad at him. And then we see Luca ages ago. Like, not ages ago, three weeks before the last time we saw him, right? So we're traveling back a little bit in his okay, story. got it. To when he first arrived on Strixhaven. Yep. And he's just trying to find food in, like, the towns that are around. Um, and the thing is, is that apparently, actually, everybody on Strixhaven is kind of rude AF because they think everybody is Auric if they don't know them. So he, like, goes into this tavern and is just like, can I please get some food? And these guys, like, start a bar brawl because they're like, you're Auric. And Luca's like, I don't even know what anybody's talking about. But wait, hold up. Aren't all the Auric's little spidery looking things? No, the Auric 
do like they do have a look, right? They have like their mask with their black magic coming out of it, like like a cloud of dark magic around them. You're thinking of mage hunters. I'm thinking of mage hunters. They are allied with oh, that they use. Oh, okay. But the Orik okay. are like humanoid, but they have masks okay. and then like flowy, you know, dark like black and purple smoke coming out from their faces or whatever. Huh. Anyways, and Luca's like, I'm not. Luca looks like a college bro. Exactly. He looks like a frat boy. And also something they start a bar brawl and he's getting his butt kicked. And so he finds, we get to see his bonder magic and he like calls like a dog and a horse to come fight these people instead and he runs the away. The two animals I would call in a fight. A dog, a and, dog a horse. and a horse. A obviously. dog and a horse. <laughs> um, okay. Liliana <laughs> goes to see Belladros Witherbloom. Um, out in the middle of, like, a forest. Can somebody name their cat Belladros? This is a side note. It's a great name. I was thinking this the other yes. day. Uh, Belladros, great cat name. I agree. Uh, so she goes to see Belladros, and she's, like, trying to talk. She's trying to find ways, and we learn that she's trying to find a way to bring Gideon back to life. That's where I'm talking about. she feel guilty. About. She feel real guilty. And so she's running around being like, isn't there some way that I can bring him back to life? And Belladros Witherbloom is like, There is no. a way. No, Belladros is like, oh, no. 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 Apparently there's been some other spooky dark magic that someone did to bring a kid back to life and it was bad news. Okay. And Belladros was like, not going back down that, that road. No way. Nah. Um, and Liliana is like, that's a real... That's a real bummer. And Belladros is like, you have to honor the dead by treating the living well. Okay. Which is actually nice. That is nice. That is a good thought. Um, we see Luca. He's still stumbling around. He's real hungry because everyone's being a jerk to him. Because it turns out that actually Strixhaven, for all of it being like a cool college and stuff, is like pretty like hierarchical and like... People are very suspicious of people who aren't mages from the school. Look, and Megan. everyone's like, you're an Orik. No, you're an Orik. Who's an Orik? Did you go to school? Are you a mage? Who's not a mage? Have you ever been to a college town? You know uh, yeah. What I'm saying? They're a little judgy. Yeah. Strixhaven <laughs> is overall kind of a judgy plane, it turns out. And it's a little rough. Anyways, we see him bond with his little fox friend, Mila. Mila! Oh, so, so cute. So cute. Um, he rescues her from a, from a little rock slide that Aww. she was in. Um, let's see. Liliana goes and is like coming back from seeing Belladros and sees a bunch of Orik capturing a big stag. So don't know what's happening there. <laughs> um, Luca sees a dragon's guard, which are like some of the guards from Strixhaven, um, fight a bunch of Orik. And what happens then? Oh, <laughs> uh, so the dragon's guard like fights all of the Orik. And then also thinks that Luca is an Orik. What is um, their deal? And she like buries him halfway in the ground with some magic. But then Mila comes and murders her. Wow, Mila. Yeah, Mila comes and is like, you know, like she's Luca's best buddy now. They're best friends. Um, they're bonded. And so, you know, Luca's like, okay, let's go. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else important about that. But I don't think so. Anyways, um, and then Extus, who we see at the end, we see that he's trying to do some kind of magic. It's nebulous, it's but we some know kind of magic. that it requires a lot of people dying because oh. it, like the, the magic messes up, like whatever potion he's trying to make just fails again. And he looks over and there's like a dead mage hunter and like five dead Orik. And he's like, uh, another waste of all this resources. <laughs> And you're like, this is Yikes. dark. Um, anyways, and then that's when he finds out about um, Luca. And then he also finds out about 
Oh, I oh he t- he thinks about trying to get into Strixhaven to draw power from the snarl instead, which is you know like the big tangle yeah. of magic at the center. So he's trying to do something and get a bunch of ancient energy to do Phyrexians. something. Yeah, who knows? There I said it. But also, what if Liliana hijacks this magic and then reanimates Gideon? Maybe. But Gideon comes back and he's not the same, <gasps> and he's and he becomes a black planeswalker and he's evil. Yeah. Um, and so at the very end of it, we see Liliana mm-hmm. and she's like still trying to figure out a way if she can bring Gideon back. But she's like, also, I can tell that the Auric are on the move, but nobody at this university is taking it seriously because they are kind of high and mighty about themselves. Yeah. They do kind of think that they're great. And she's like, "Ugh, I guess that I'm going to have to do it. So anyways, um, Yeah. And then Liliana's like, what have I done? And Liliana's like, I guess I should be more serious about actually being a professor and, like, try and help this school. Oh, Liliana. So. It's so cute when she tries to be good. Yeah, right? Just think about it, though. Gideon comes back. Gideon evil. Liliana's like, what have I wrought? And Gideon's like, I will murder all of you. And she's like, no, what have I done? And then he goes and murders. She's like, now I feel even more guilty. And then she has to kill him. Yep. That would be a sweet story. That would be a sweet story. You're welcome, wizards. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they're going that way of like maybe she will be able to reanimate him at some point. Or I wonder I it feels like maybe they're going the way of like let go of trying to bring him back and just like honor his memory. Yeah, I mean like he's so. having a great time in Theros in exactly. heaven right now. So he's in Theros heaven. Like, just leave him alone, Liliana. Yeah. But you know, she has some kind of streak in her that just won't let her do it. Nope. Um well, yeah, she great story time. She'll meddling with the dead. That's true. Yeah. That's, I guess it's her deal. Yeah, it is her deal. Ultra Pro. That's right, everybody. Black Blade. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Ultra Pro, who gave us so much sweet stuff that we were able to give away as yes. prizes for our historic Brawl Bash because they are such an awesome sponsor. Yeah, we love them. They're so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make such awesome stuff. Right here, I have four oversized loyalty dice. So yes. if you're somebody who likes to play on Spell Table, um, yeah. and there's no reason why we people won't keep doing this post-pandemic. It's such a great resource. Yeah. You can use these to help better your opponents better be able to see your loyalty yes on your planeswalker it just helps me better see my like seriously that number is small sometimes you need a real big die to look at and remind you of something yeah i love these and what to get the commander player who has it all they probably don't have these exactly they also have these gorgeous heavy metal dice sets i love those these ones are the d20s and they're a beautiful shiny red and they're like so nice and like they're heavy They're so satisfying to roll. Yeah, if you're like, I want something in my hand to feel like I'm rolling something that costs a hundred dollars, roll this these is dice. It. Nowhere near a hundred dollars. And these gravity dice are super cool too. Best for last, your faves. Yeah, these ones um, are made of aircraft grade aluminum. Yes. <laughs> so, and they have like a cool little magnetic box that they come in. I love these things. So, Ultra Pro, the place to go for all of your sick dice needs. <laughs> I'm trying to open these it's gravity been, oh. dice. I just want you to see, look at this cool, it's magnet. It's, it's a magnet. It's a magnet. Who doesn't love magnets? And now I'm rolling something from the space station. Wow. <laughs> That's what it feels from like. The, it from does the feel space like station. it's from the space station. And then you're like playing and you're like, let me just close what my dice. What is it about them that just feels so cool? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Probably space. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably, probably space. Probably space. 
Well, human beings and aliens, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Luck High Five. That's all right. Thank you so much again to everyone who has become a patron in the past week. Yes. Everyone who is a patron um, and our amazing sponsors, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. Hey, if you want to get in on our next patron-only tournament, it's happening June 19th. That's right. It's going to be a 100-card standard. standard. You've got to become a patron before the 18th so you can play in that tournament. It was so fun, everybody. It's going to be such a good time. People um, literally said, and I quote, this is the most fun I've had in like a year. Yeah. That is so a direct So if you want quote. the most fun that you've had in maybe a year, come hang out. Think about it. Yeah. So become a patron, support the show, hang out with friends, get access to cool tournaments and, yep. pr- and great prize support from Ultra Pro. Basically like, what else do you want? <laughs> what else do you want? Uh, yeah. Thanks right. for listening, everybody. Um, we've, we've got some sweet stuff coming up in Magic. Strixhaven yeah. Championship in two weeks. Mon Horizons 2 is coming out. Megan's doing a little... Adventures f- in the Forgotten Realms. Finger dance over here. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's little bunny like a little bunny foo-foo. Little pair of scissors. Walking through the forest. Yeah. Scooping up the field mice, bopping them on the head. That's rude. Why do we teach us children? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty bad. Jack and Blood Blood. Teach your children magic instead. <laughs>